Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 555, the holidays edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. Hopefully you are having a fantastic time, and you are uh, well into your own holiday uh, celebrations, and uh, getting ready to get it, <laughs> to, to get, get a Merry Christmas. Yep, that's right. And Happy Hanukkah and everything else to everybody who's celebrating right now. If people don't celebrate Christmas, just Happy Hanukkah. And Happy Holidays in general. Yeah. All right, so hopefully... Whoa. (laughs) Okay, so we have... I like this jam. You like that jam? That's the Mario Castle jam in the background right there. I don't really like it. (laughs) That's okay. All right. Uh, We have a couple ways that you can find us if you are looking to find us. But then again, you are talking to Paul, and this is Amber. And we are part of the Caffeination. The Caffeination Podcast. If you are looking to find us, you can find us over at C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. That is caffeination.com, in case you couldn't figure it out. We figured it was a good thing since the podcast was called that. It was a good place to stick all the stuff about it. All of its little episodic brethren are lovingly nestled over there as well. Uh, You can find all the different ways to contact us for feedback, suggestions, and hate mail to caffeination at gmail.com. If you want to get to Amber, you can contact me. And I will... uh, And you have to go to the same place to see both of us. Yep. Because I do not have anything. Right. She doesn't have email. She doesn't have social media. She doesn't have anything because that's just not how we do. No. (laughs) Only parents or like 13 or something. Yeah. Get it. All right, so we have a great show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about all the wonderful things in the world, the things that PETA, the people for eating tasty animals, uh, they are going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about Google, Apple, uh, some fun, I love Google. some fun geeky things that are coming out on uh, Netflix and things like that. The, and, I love the new Christmas one, the, um, what do you call it? Don't worry about it. We'll get to it in a second. But it's a new uh, Christmas movie that's on Netflix. has um, Kurt Russell in it. And we already watched it. And it was fantastic. So right. There's a little drama in it, a little of everything. Yep, so it was a pretty good show. Pretty good yeah. flick overall. All right, so we have a wonderful uh, thing lined up for you today. We're going to hedge on into the... Uh, Geekcroft, then we're going to go to food and caffeinated bits, and last and most certainly not least, we're going to talk about keeping fish in bathtubs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's how we're doing. So if you are looking to get a hold of us, you can do so at caffeination at gmail.com. You can do so via our phone line at 215-240-1319. You can contact us on social media, or at least me, at caffeination, C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And uh, everything else is listed up over at the website. Last but most certainly not least, this show is sponsored in part by Puzzle Piece Productions. Design oh, no, we that do fits. not. We do not repeat. We do not own this place. No, I own Puzzle Piece Productions. <laughs> We don't own uh, Inner Server. Inner Server is the place that hosts the podcast. So I just wanted to uh, share that with that. So there's a promo code for that. There's a link over there for Amazon to get your uh, shop on for the holiday season. So uh, we have all kinds of fun stuff happening. 
All right, so we have a bunch of fun stuff that we are going to talk about today, like we said. So we're going to start off with what we start off with every week, and that is Geek Life. What did you do geeky this week, Amber? I don't want to tell. You don't want to tell? Why? What would you do? Did you hack into the Pentagon? Oh, I don't want never, ever do Don't say that. never, ever. You don't know. The money could be right. You don't know. Maybe, like, there's a, a group of international uh, spies that are trying to help you help out humanity as a whole. So then you might want to hack into the Pentagon. I'm not saying that you should, especially not from your home. But, you know, hey, if if the money's right, give it a give it a go. I'm kidding completely. Don't ever try and hack into the Pentagon. That would probably be bad. But, all right. So, uh, I get um, caught by the cops. That's right. All right. So what we're going to be talking about is uh, geeky, I guess, with me, because I finished two Netflix series this week. One, I finished Marvel's uh, Daredevil, and the other one is I finished The Seven Deadly Sins for right now. And I, and re- I did not watch any of it. Just repeat right. it. Okay, so The Seven Deadly Sins is an anime by Netflix. Uh, it's actually based off of a uh, manga, and I loved it. It was phenomenal, and it was hilarious and funny and all that. And uh, Daredevil, I really wish they were making more seasons of it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, because over the last couple days, they actually canceled uh, Netflix. Netflix actually canceled Daredevil. So there will be no season four. So unfortunately, all those wonderful characters that they lined up all those wonderful storylines in not only the Iron Fist, Luke Cage, but uh, now Daredevil as well. They're killing them off slowly one by one. Amber, you're watching some uh, shows on Netflix right now. What are you watching right now? The Horse Sitters Club. I think it's called the Pony Sitters Club. Yeah, it is, but I just don't like saying it right. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so she's watching something called the Pony Sitters Club. Uh, it, it's, it's another. It's all about. Um, like treating things right and like getting your problem solved and then every episode I watch it every day. Yep, so it's a pretty good show. It's also produced by Netflix. So Netflix is building a large uh, swath of uh, original content, as we've been talking about randomly throughout the show's history. Uh, The one uh, thing that we actually alluded to is a show called The Christmas Chronicles, and that's the one that we just watched with Kurt Russell and uh, – I don't want to ruin anybody else who's in it, but uh, Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus, and he plays a slim Santa Claus who doesn't like all those pictures of him as a rotund gentleman, does he? He hates it. So he hates the fact that Santa is always portrayed as pudgy, some fat slob, quote-unquote, as he goes around saying it. But overall, I think it's pretty cool. It, it, it's, it's a really good, fun Christmas movie. It kind of moves the needle in terms of uh, more modern Christmas stuff. Uh, they have the, the older brother who's not really into the whole thing. They have the younger sister who's full-on, full-bore Christmas magic is real. It is a beautiful, beautiful uh, movie, so I highly suggest it. Do you give it your recommendation as well, Amber? What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? I mean, do you think other people should watch that show? Yeah, but, like, I don't really know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so that's fine. All right, so that that about wraps up the geeky uh, section for this week. The next little thing that we got for you here is something from... all of it. Okay, I'm sorry. What else is there? Slime. Slime. All right, go mm-hmm. ahead. Take it away. Well, slime is like just a really fun thing to play with. 
you can make crunchy slime, you can make any kind of slime, and like, you can make cloud slime, it's so satisfying, and there's also another, and it's called like crunchy slime, it's my favorite, You, whenever you crunch it, it just makes a crunchy, satisfying sound. So crunchy slime is made by taking normal slime, which is a mixture of Elmer's glue, borax, or um, contact Any solution. glue. Yeah, so Elmer's glue, I said. It's it's regular white glue, usually. Um, you can they make have, cl- like, all kinds of glues. Yeah, so we bought a gallon of Elmer's glue. It is sitting in the garage right now. We have made all kinds of different slime. Not a lot, you can but. you can have uh, you can use borax as the uh, agent or the activation agent, or you can use With contact water. solution. Uh, both of them require water uh, to make it crunchy. What you do is you drop in a little bit of beads, and the little air pockets that actually end up in the po- the the beads are what make the crunch noise. So it 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 actually is pretty satisfying to play with. And sometimes, if you go on YouTube and you say crunchy slime it'll just come up as really satisfying slime so if you want to know how to spell that dad please tell them i'm pretty sure everybody can spell crunchy slime it's all right not everyone that's all right c-r-u-n-c-h-y-s-l-i-m-e so there you go you can also use the microphone that's right all right, moving on to the next topic we got for you here is from brainpickings.com. Yeah, it's it's a really good website that uh, talks about a lot of uh, interesting thought experiments. And this one is uh, The Psychology of Code Breaking, a 100-year-old insight into cryptography pioneers William and Elizabeth Friedman. It's really, really cool, and here's what you need to know about it overall. Deciphering is both a science and an art. In no other science are the rules and principles so little followed and so often broken. And in no other art is the part played by reasoning and logic so great. So this is basically a perfect mixture between arts and sciences. So... I, I just love the idea of taking code breaking and uh, putting it in there in that kind of way, which actually dovetails quite nicely into the fact that my favorite notebooks right now, Field Notes from FieldNotesBrand.com, no affiliation, no sponsorship, no promo code, no nothing. Just they're really awesome notebooks to buy. Uh, their current um, edition is actually called the Clandestine Edition or Clandestine Edition. And if you're a subscriber, it actually comes with this really cool code wheel. So the really cool thing about this is uh, Norbert Weiner uh, wrote in his landmark communication, <laughs> landmark uh, uh, organizational uh, document, Communication Control and the Mortality of Our Machines. He's a mathematician, philosopher, and cybernetics pioneer. So, I mean, the dude knows what he's talking about. And actually says we are patterned for messages. We are patterned messages. We make and exchange patterned messages in order to describe, understand, and navigate what we are in the world in which we are. This may be the defining feature of what makes us human. So just wrapping your head around that and then reading the rest of the stuff that they have in this article is horror is like awesome. And it's one of those things that makes the book that much more enticing. So I'm probably going to end up putting it on my list. It's called the woman who smashed codes. 
So it's uh, the article is listed over brainpickings.com. So this is a little brain picking that I'm sending your way, Amber. So it's really cool when you find women in early uh, stages of mathematics and stuff like that who are really showcasing the kind of cool stuff that's out there. So there's uh, this woman. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, Elizabeth Friedman. There's uh, Grace Hopper. There's all these other pioneers in STEM uh, Mary career. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is not a pioneer in STEM. Yeah, I know. She's a magical nanny. Yeah, I know. I really want to watch it. The new one? Yeah. Okay. That has absolutely nothing to do with this story, but it's still fine nonetheless. All right, moving right along to some more Geek TV that we have going on. Uh, We have American Gods is going to be releasing Season 2, and that is really cool. It's going to be released on March 10th, 2019. Now, the gentleman who wrote American Gods is the same guy who wrote Coraline. Do you remember that movie? I hate Coraline. It mates! It's a nightmare! Why does it have to be a nightmare? Neil Gaiman actually wrote uh, Coraline and American Gods. American Gods, the book I finished, is phenomenal. And uh, the first season was unbelievable. It, it took things visually that I had no idea that they would actually be able to do. And, and it did it. It was, it was insane. So... I can only hope for what's coming next. So we'll, we'll see where they're taking this. All right. Now, the next thing we got for you here is Netflix kills Marvel. This is everywhere right now. Now, it does not mean that Marvel is going away permanently. It means that Marvel's probably going to end up as the uh, one of the primary content packets over at the new service called Disney+, Plus, which is weird because... Disney is pulling all of their content off of Netflix in 2019, at some point in 2019. That's actually because they don't want Netflix trying to get kids to actually watch it. Right, it's all about business. They want all the business for themselves. And go on, like, a little baby um, channel, and that would be, like, Mickey and stuff. Yeah, so Disney owns, now they own Star Wars, they own Marvel, so all the superheroes, and now they own, and they of course own Pixar and all the other stuff that they, that, that's there. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski, indeed. And so they're, they're pulling all their stuff off Netflix, but the weird thing about that is that they're actually still 30% owners of Hulu. But they're not putting their stuff on Hulu. They're not buying out the rest of it. They're just 30% partners in that, and then they're going to start their own streaming service at the same point in time. All right. Now, the next thing in the realm of Netflix, everybody was flipping out because Netflix was going to uh, drop Friends. And that's a show you've watched with Mom from periodically. Uh, But they were going to be dropping Friends, but instead they dropped $100 million dollars. And bought the rights to uh, stream Friends for another year or so. That is insane. A hundred million dollars. What could you buy with a hundred million dollars? Um, a mansion. A mansion filled with slime. Dana, yes, and with butter slime. A mansion filled with butter slime. Uh, we got her a book that has all different kinds of slime that you can make with recipes and stuff like that. And she is like itching to try this stuff if you haven't figured that out yet. It shows you all the stuff that you need. It gives you ingredients. It tells you like everything you want to do. 
All right, so the next little story that we got for you here now is Epic Games is stopped development of one of my favorite games, Unreal Tournament, the sequel to it, because of a game that Paul likes. What game would that be, Amber? Fortnite. I hate Fortnite. <laughs> That's all he talks about, pretty much. Yeah, be- he's just on it too much. And my dad, he plays it on his computer, and then I play it on my phone, but I'm not attached to it. Paul is. Okay, you can calm down. It's going to be all right. (laughs) Yeah, so Epic Games is making too much money off Fortnite, so they've taken all of their developers, which is another name for programmers. Oh, and if you didn't know, they had Season 7 come out today. Season 7 came out today. There are apparently biplanes in it, so Paul's been flying around a Fokker trying to uh, shoot down planes and do all other kinds of fun things. I think they're trying to roll everything into one game. It's kind of insane. But I really wish that they had kept uh, doing more work on Unreal Tournament because that was one of my favorite games. So we'll see if they ever come back to it. Another thing being killed, Google is unfortunately shutting down Google Hangouts. So we use Google Hangouts rather extensively from time to time here in the Mueller family. Uh, well, how do we use Google Hangouts, Amber? We use it because I don't have any texting app except for, um, if you didn't know, we have a thing called Messenger Kids. My mom set it up, and Hangouts is where I can talk to my Grammy, to my dad's mom, and um, I can talk to, like, almost a lot of people. I can talk to um, Uncle Steve's... Um, Fiance. Yeah. All right, so yeah, hang out. Google has had seven different messenger apps, and that's way too many. So it's seven different ways that you could get a hold of somebody on a messenger app. And they've, they're trying to reduce that, and they're slowly going down, and they're killing off Hangouts in the year 2020. It's going to be dead. So we're going to have to find a different uh, video chat protocol to use here in the Mueller family household. All right. Mo- be hangouts. <laughs> Moving right along. If you have Comcast Xfinity, then the X1 boxes are about to get Amazon Prime video this week. At some point in time this week, by the time you listen to this, you may already have it. So it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, less and less uh, is being done that way. All right. Now, the next little bit we have uh, <laughs> is a thing we have to talk about rather delicately. Uh, Tumblr is uh, working on a new algorithm to remove adult content. So that is things the kids shouldn't see. But the thing is, they already had age restrictions on a lot of it, and there's certain and very good reasons why people of different uh, groups wanted to have adult content or have uncensored content available online. It's not all just naughty bits. For, for lack of a better term. However, the funny thing is, their algorithms have no human behind the desk that are flagging things. So they're being flat. They're flagging things that are not bad. So, for instance, uh, the, after uh, President Trump spoke once, uh, Verizon's stock dropped something like 600 points, and Tumblr's algorithms flagged that as uh, adult content or <laughs> sensitive to the eyes and it had to be removed. Um, there's another thing that uh, somebody drew gesture drawings based on Zach and Lisa kissing from Saved by the Bell. Somebody else drew a really bad version of Garfield. <laughs> uh, it's not really nice. I don't like when they draw that. 
Nope. And another thing is somebody actually posted a uh, version of a Ferengi mug, and that was uh, <laughs> removed as well. So there's all these fun uh, stories. And the, over at Nerdist.com, I sent a link. So if you are of an adult variety and you can enjoy this type of stuff, then you can head on over there and check out all the fun, cute, and interesting and funny things that were flagged as very inappropriate and very adult, and none of them actually are. That's the best part about it. All right, now the next little thing I'd like to thank Doug for from over on Facebook. He actually found this. Uh, here's the title verbo- verbatim because it's a pretty interesting and cool title. Bizarre dark fluid, quote, quote, with negative mass could dominate the universe and what my research suggests. So this is all done by a man by the name of James Farns. And James actually has a research document, which he put up online, which basically postulates that rather than a, a, a swarm of dark energy around there, but it actually has negative mass. So meaning positive mass, when when two things with positive mass, which is basically anything you can see here or touch, uh, go after each other and one person pushes the other, when you push, that thing floats away from you, no matter where you are. Something with negative mass, if I was to push my daughter away from me and she had negative mass, she would actually come closer to me the farther I pushed her away. So you could probably guess here in the garage, I'm pushing on her and she's floating around. But um, that's what the idea is. And it says basically that the universe is really weird. And if we actually change the way that Einstein's relativity theorem works, the theory of general relativity rather, to include a negative mass particle in the way that the fluid dynamics of the universe actually work into the cosmological model that they're using, then this would actually ac- account for a lot of the way that the weirdness happens. So it's it's a really fancy way of saying we can't explain 95% of the universe. If you have a good explanation, give it a shot, and this guy gave it his best shot. So I'm giving you the link so you can head on over there and read it. I liked it. I read it. I read it probably twice, but I don't understand it well enough to explain it full on out because I'm not him. So is the universe really weird and where do we go from here? So uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see exactly what it is, but I originally commented on it because the dark milky fluid that he has up there looks a lot like coffee. Or Amber, what did you think it looked like? I thought it looked like um, chili that was like bubbled up bubbled up it looks pretty disgusting right yeah all right moving right along to the next thing uh again within the universe uh is strange and weird human observation of dark energy may actually shorten the lifespan of the universe now this is a weird thing that uh actually came out in 2007 uh but uh they were uh, it recently bubbled back up to the top probably because of negative mass and search results but uh what the idea behind it is that just kind of like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, that when you go to look for an electron, you're not going to find one. So this is by observing the universe, or by observing the universe, the act of obs- observing it actually changes it. So we are actually observing and changing the way that the universe functions. <laughs> so it's again it's another one of those papers that I don't know enough about to explain to a listening audience, but I love it enough to share it with that same listening audience. So you can head on over to Ars Technica and actually check that one out. All right, that about wraps it up for the oddball stuff in the Geek Cruft section this week. We're moving on to the food and caffeinated bits section, Amber. Can you give me your uh, 
your take on the next article. The next article has what up on the screen? Bacon. Do we like bacon in this house? Love it. Okay, we love bacon in this house. Bacon is basically uh, candy free. It's basically dog treats for humans. <laughs> and the the funny thing about this is, PETA, the uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals or people eating tasty animals, have decided that you know we are talking a little bit aggressively when it comes to uh, dealing with animals. So instead of certain terms, we're supposed to say different terms. So I'm going to say one term, and then you can read the other term, and then we'll. I don't want to say it. You don't want to say it? Okay, how about this? You say everything in red, I'll say everything in green, and then we'll see if this works out. Do you want to come over to my mic and we'll try this out? Come over to your mic. Okay, you're going to come over to my mic? All right, come on over. All right, the first one, what does it say? It says, kill two birds with one stone. Instead of that, it says feed two birds with one scone. So do you see how this is supposed to go? Does that make any sense? No. Okay, so for the next one. Be the... What? Guinea pig. Guinea pig. Be the test tube. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. A little bit? Yeah. All right, the next one. Best a... Beat. Beat a bed a dead horse beat a dead horse instead is feed a fed horse the next one bring home the bacon 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 bring home the bagels no we bacon were, yeah we're anti carbs here full on bacon dog treats for humans let's go next one next next one take the Bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. Yeah, so you know what? I'm I'm sorry, Peter. Uh, we 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 have a little bit of a reaction here. Amber's eyebrows went all the way up. Um, what are you thinking about this one, Amber? Um, no. So, are you saying we should keep the other the other phrases that are out there? Yeah. So you don't want me to say we're gonna t- we're gonna feed two birds with one scone? No. How about uh, bring the home the bagels? <laughs> no. All right, we're gonna bring home the bacon on this one and move right along to the next story. All right, next thing we got up for you here is slow cooker concha bread pudding. Might be the easiest dessert ever. Mm. Now, concha bread is a bread that is popular in Latino cuisine. I believe it's Mexican in origin. I am looking at this. Oh, hold on there one second. We had to actually remove that. Uh, The song was in an autoplayed video, and there it is again. They just really want us to watch that video of them making this bread pudding. So we're going to move on to the next story because that's not what we're all about. We're not all about bread pudding. No, that's gross. Bread pudding is actually phenomenal. I think you should try it. I hate it. Okay. The next little thing we got for you here is Coffee Lover's Gift Guide over at Sprudge.com. And my dad would do it. Oh, yeah. I love all, almost all this stuff. It's really cool. But the one at the top of my gift-giving guide would be the Field Barista Kit from Snow Peak. It's basically a way of making camp coffee on the go. So this thing just looks really cool and rustic. And it hits and trips all of the uh, triggers on my end. I love it. Uh, the next thing we're going to have to have uh, the boy in come in here to uh, the podcast at some point in time and try this out. Maybe Amber can try it, too. But Mountain Dew is actually debuting 
having their first ever drink designed specifically for gamers. Can we have Paul come in? Yeah, we'll have Paul come in and try it because he is a gamer. Well, so are you, but just not as hardcore as he is right now because he's still stuck in Fortnite. But it's actually called Game Fuel, so we'll see if he likes this new flavor of uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, um, Dad, <laughs> yes. can we have Paul come in now? Nah, I think he's upstairs. I so, think he's all right. down here. All right, so the Mountain Dew is debuting its first ever drink designed for gamers. It's called Game Fuel. We'll see if it ends up having anything in it that's actually good. It's probably not. It's probably going to have caffeine, vitamin A, and a bunch of B vitamins because that's what they all do. All right, that about wraps it up for the food and caffeinated bits that we have for you on today's episode. Oh. However, there is a one really oddball story that I could not wrap my head around. However, if you are of Czech, Slovak, or what they say now is Czechia uh, <laughs> descent, then you may be familiar with the tradition of the Christmas Eve carp. It is a fish that is kept in your bathtub so that it's still fresh when it's time for a the 12-course meal that is served. Now, the 12-course meal is called viglia. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm saying that right or wrong, and I apologize to any of our uh, Chechia listeners. But uh, yeah, it's Chechian, maybe. Czech Republic is the uh, name that I heard up until I saw this article, so I could be completely and utterly wrong. But uh, yeah, so the not only are the scales from the fish actually used for good luck and kept in people's wallets, but uh, the fish itself is served on uh, a meatless meal in general is served, and then the fish is served on uh, Christmas Eve. So get your carp ready, get your bathtub scrubbed out, and you too can have your very own fish uh, fishmas. Are you ready for a fishmas? I'm a mix. Okay, that's all right. All right, that about wraps it up here today for the Caffeination Podcast. I'd like to thank you for uh, listening and thank Amber for coming along for this uh, fun ride. Uh, we are <laughs> wrapping up. We are the uh, high-octane high place for caffeine culture and technology news. Uh, you can find us lovingly nestled over at www.caffination.com, and you can find us on any of the other things by caffeination. All right. Thank you very much for listening and stay caffeinated people.